Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer. Thank you for being here today on this Independence Day, 4th of July. Thankful to be here with each and every one of you who decides to tune in and listen to the rubbish I talk about each day. (laughs) But thank you for everybody. Today being Independence Day, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, what it means to me. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of other subjects that we can definitely talk about today. And now I haven't talked to you guys in a few weeks. But let me play this song just to get started, which which kicks off, you know, our theme. All right. I know there's a lot of songs out there about Independence Day, right? And there's many out there that I played over the years. And um, But you know, Independence Day means something to everybody very differently, right? For someone who lives in the United States, this is our day. This is one of our days as, as we remember when the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776, making us a nation under God. And I'll add that in there. When we basically, you know, got our independence from the British, right? Now, maybe I should know more, right? I'm not a historian. I'm not a history buff. But I know that basic. But I also think about today, where are we we at in America today? Are you proud to be an American? If you're an American, in fact, right? I hope so. I hope so. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there today that are Americans, but they're not proud to be Americans. Some of them even hate America, you know? I don't hate America. I'm very thankful that 
I get the opportunity to live in this great country and be born here and um, be part of it. Look, you know, we, we are only a few hundred years old, you know, a few hundred, you know. Um, although our land has been here for, you know, past that, you know. We have to remember, you know, um, how important the United States is. How important our freedoms are. And not to take it for granted. And I think many people do, but many people, not that you can say, well, to be overboard on the fact that, you know, our freedoms could be taken away and they're being taken away as we speak. And I don't believe that. But I may be wrong. I know with this whole pandemic and everything that took place, people felt like their freedoms were taken away where you have to wear a mask every day. And you still do to a certain degree. And you can't go in a store and you can't go into a restaurant. And now there's the new deviant strain right which i know that's not the name of it but um that's what i call it um and people just feel like hey you know the government just you know especially the state of california which is what i live in took the control right and i believe you know especially in California with the pandemic that really took hold of our state and the amount of people that died and got COVID in general could have been a lot worse. If, if the, the government just said, hey, you know what? Take care of yourself. We're, we're, we're not going to, you know, you want to leave stores open. You want to leave everything open. You know what? If you want to wear a mask, go right ahead. If you don't, who cares? We're, we're not, it's, it's on you, right? How much worse could we have been? Right? It probably could have been a lot worse. We could have, uh, death tolls could have gone up in this state alone. And it was pretty high as it is. You know, government has its place. I'm not going to say, well, government has no place. We don't need government. We don't need people monitoring us. We don't need people telling us what to do. You know, I'm not going to say that we don't because we have government in place for a reason. Government has a purpose. As much as people don't want to believe that, you know, we need it. Because you know what? If we didn't have government in place, and that includes state and local governments, people would do whatever they want. You know? People would go rob, steal, kill, which I know they're doing that regardless but they would do it a lot more if police weren't in there. People go burn down buildings if there was no fire departments. You know, those services, those civil servants that serve us. That's what we forget, you know. It's, it's nice when we have those things here, right? And in most cases, we, we have police that, you know, do their job right and do follow up by the book. Yes, there are those, like any career profession that you're in, There's those who break the rules. There's those who, you know, bend it and do what they want. Like any field. 
there are good and bad employees out there. And that includes government. That includes police. That includes fire. Includes civil servants. They exist. They're not going to go away. But, you know, for the state of California, which one of the reasons people are trying to recall Gavin Newsom is for the fact that he put the state on lockdown, right? We are a democratic state. We're not a Republican um, governed state like Florida or other states, right? And I don't know, you know, when I read the news or watch the news, I look at Republican states and they're not much better than we are, okay? Maybe to certain degrees, they may be better. Maybe they didn't go on lockdown so easily. But in California, we have a very condensed state, okay? We don't live in a bunch of farmland. We live in very condensed areas that populations are surrounded in the millions, you know, in the hundreds of thousands per square mile that people are packed in. And I know because I used to live in Los Angeles. And I know what that was like. And I believe, you know what? Did it feel good to be on lockdown? Of course not. Did it feel good that we couldn't go outside? No. Did it feel good that we have to wear masks all the time? Absolutely not. And we're still having to wear masks, even though I'm fully vaccinated. You know, and many people would disagree with that, you know. And I'm not afraid to say it because some people are afraid, you know. The vaccines don't scare me. You know, as a child, we've been given vaccines from the very beginning. I'm not not an anti-vaxxer. People. I believe vaccines have a purpose. They save lives. And there's a lot of conspiracies out there. There's a lot of people saying, well, why, what, you don't know what you put in your body. You know, you don't know what kind of things they implanted you now. You know, okay? You don't know what they're doing to your DNA. Okay? I'm still alive, am I not? I'm still surviving. What am I going to, you know, what's going to happen? You know, I I try not to follow those conspiracies. I try not to follow the fact that, you know, yeah, we may not always know what goes in our bodies. People eat crap every day and they don't know what goes in their bodies. But they fully accept that it's, it's food and it's nourishing them. And we eat things that from outside and inside, meaning things we buy at the market and th- things we buy in, the, in, in fast food and restaurants, and we still consume those things. Are we not concerned about those things too? Because we should be. Because, you know, McDonald's isn't going out of business anytime soon, people. Or Burger King or Wendy's. They're actually increasing in size. And you know why? Because America loves their fast food. Their high salt, high sodium, high fat, saturated trans fats foods. 
And I admit I eat it from time to time. I try not to eat it all the time. Because I know it's bad for me. And I don't know what it's going to affect me later on. But I don't believe there... I mean, I'm sure there's people out there who don't eat those things at all. Because just for that reason. Right? But if you ever looked at a line at a McDonald's, it's around the block sometimes. And if you were to compile the line that compiles on a given day at McDonald's or Burger King or Chick-fil-A or any of those fast food places, it would run for miles. You know? It would run for miles. And that's what people are consuming today. Along with alcohol. Along with um, smoking weed and cigarettes and drugs and, and doing a lot of damage to our bodies. Yet we're, we're, we're really concerned about a vaccine. Something that was created by science, right? And, you know, a lot of things are created by science, I know, that aren't really good for us, right? A lot of things have been created by science that would kill us and do kill us, right? You know, case in point, you know, the uh, atomic bomb, right? Scientists created that, right? And yet, you know, we don't think about that sometimes. Science is not our enemy, in my opinion. You can use science, you know, in an evil way to hurt people. And we, we do, to a certain degree, right? We may not always hear about it on the news. But again, science is not evil. I believe science was created by God. God made us intelligent beings to do different things. Right? And... For many, don't accept that. Now, let me get back to... Sorry, I was getting off topic. <laughs> Independence Day, right? We live in a great country. And if you've ever traveled out of the country to another country, you know, less fortunate than ours, then you know that. You know, you would know that. And... You know, you name it. What What's another country that you think would be less, un, well, less unfortunate than us? And, and I'm not here to put down countries or people. But let me give you an example. Okay. You know, there's many different examples of, of countries that are far worse than the United States, right? We have rules and laws. And many countries do have rules and laws in place. But you think of a country, let's say, for example, like India. Over a billion people. Many of them in poverty. Many of them live in shacks. Huts. You know? Can't even get fresh drinking water. Have to go to local potty. Outside, to, if they want to go to the bathroom. Imagine, if you will, and I've, I've read this, where, um, especially it's very dangerous for women. Because imagine if you're a woman, and you have to go to the, the bathroom, and you don't have indoor plumbing, you have to go outside. 
and it's at night and you're raped and you're attacked or abused or killed just for going to the bathroom or if you need fresh water that not everybody can have. You know why? Because just like anywhere else, there are those people that control the water. Water, people. And usually it's the rich, the wealthy, who say, uh-uh, that's my water. You can't touch my water. I bought that water. Um, you go to the river, which many times the river is filthy because people urinate, take a shit in it, wash themselves, you name it. And that's the water they have to drink, which many times people get parasites, get sick, you know? Imagine doing that here. Do you think people could live like that? I don't think so. Or let's give another example, you know? Let, let's, country like Saudi Arabia, right? Or somewhere in, in uh, the Middle East, where you're not free to be or do what you want. Some people will agree with this corporal justice, but let's say, hey, you know what? Just as an example. Hey, let's say you're gay, you know, homosexual. In certain Middle East countries, that, that's a death sentence. They kill you for that. Here, yes, people die for homosexuality. People die for being gay. But not in the sense of like what would happen in Saudi Arabia. Many of those individuals die um, unfortunate deaths because somebody doesn't accept who they are, doesn't accept homosexuality, you know, kills them murders them, does a lot of horrible things to them, you know. As a Christian man, okay, now as a Christian, we, we are, you know, we're taught we're not supposed to really embrace gays or homosexuality. And it's true because the Bible says, you know, uh, homosexuality is a sin, right? But that's not the only sin. There's Lots of sins. And there, one sin is not more heavy, heavily weighted more than the other, you know. Like me, if, you know, if I was to cheat on my wife, is not less heavily weighted than a person being gay, right? In God's eyes, it's sin is sin, right? In other foreign countries like the Middle East, yeah. You know, can you, you, you know, sometimes divorce isn't allowed. Husbands are allowed to beat their wives. You have honor killings that, you know, if you don't agree with how, what your child is or who they're marrying, you can kill them. These things exist today in today's world. And people lose sight of how good we have it. Now, I know things are not perfect. Things are going to get worse, in my opinion. You know, we have ruling classes here. We have the rich, the extra super wealthy who controls things, who uses their power and influence to control certain things in government, to lobby things. 
to get things in their favor. Now, if we, for those of you out there who are, if we're very wealthy, most of us are not. And I'm talking about wealthy, like, give you an example, Jeff Bezos, which is the richest man in the world, or Elon Musk, or you name a whole bunch of other billionaires out there, right? They use their wealth, you know, I believe, and I'm not, I believe that, you know, they, they use their wealth in ways to lobby things, lower taxes, pay no taxes at all. And, and many people want to justify that by saying, hey, well, you know what, they're offering jobs to people. They're, they're making sure that people are, you know, have their livelihoods. And not that I don't appreciate a rich owner giving me a job or allowing me to work there. But I, I truly do believe that we should all pay our fair share. Why should, why should one individual or organization pay less or nothing at all? You know, it's simple economics. Where do we anticipate the money is going to come from to pay for things like debt, like roads, like things of that nature? Now, I'm not saying do an extreme taxation. You know, we're not in, you know... Um, like they did in um, Rome or, or Jerusalem or biblical times where people would be extremely taxed, right? Almost, you know, I may be wrong, but I think it was I've read where people were taxed sometimes 90% of their income. Here, we're not that bad, right? You know, it's anywhere from 15 to 30%, right? But uber rich, super rich get you know, like a more like a seven and a half tax income bracket, right? Do you think that's fair? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, and, and, and in our government, we do try to um, pass laws. We do try to um, pass where the wealthy can get taxed more and... and and show that they are paying their fair share. Now, I don't know. I'm not wealthy. I probably will never be. I don't know. I'm still young. Who knows? You know? I still got time. I could uh, develop my, my book and sell it to um, to an agent and make millions of dollars. And I'm a millionaire. I'm, I'm out of the, 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 the poorhouse, you know, bracket. One can only hope, right? But um, but again, you look around, and maybe it just feels like this pressure because I live in California, which is one of the most expensive states, and many people are leaving California just for that reason. Because the, the, the housing here is astronomical. Even though to, to rent an apartment is crazy. And it shouldn't be like that. People should be able to save money to have an apartment that doesn't break the bank. That you don't have to spend 50% of your income every month to, to keep that going. You know. That's what makes it so difficult. Aside from food and costs and expenses and if you have a car payment or whatever, you have other bills, right? 
It's definitely difficult. You know, but some people are better off than others. I, I've, you know, I've made some mistakes that I regret that I think about now in my later years that I should have done a lot many years ago, like buying a house. My house would probably would have been worth a lot more money now. Probably would have been a lot cheaper to buy it back, you know, 15 years ago. Something I was so naive about that, you know, I, I didn't have people talking to me about these things. Hey, Joseph, maybe you should put some money aside and, and go buy a nice little house somewhere, you know. No one ever said that shit to me. You know? And it makes me angry thinking about it that I lost out. And I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to spend, you know, 700000 800000 on a house here and have a $400,000, a $4,000 payment for a house that one day the market could crash and I'll lose my equity. Just like the market crashed in 2008 and 2009. Now, I know that was a different scenario, but it could still happen again. Right? And I don't want to live like, I, I don't want to live like that. You know? Who wants all their money to go to a house? You know? I certainly don't, but renting an apartment is no better, right? And things are just getting worse because every year the rent goes up, right? The rent goes up. Costs go up. So here's an article I was just reading right now off Yahoo. The ultra-rich are saving their money instead of spending it. Now the middle class is buried in debt. And part of the article says, It's easy to roll your eyes at outlandish spending from billionaires, say, buying NFTs or yachts. But their spending is good for the overall economy. Their savings, however, are not so good. According to new findings published in the Chicago Booth Review, which reports that 1% has buried the middle class in debt with their savings habits. Right? So, I mean, there, there's a lot of information out there. I don't read everything out there. You know? It, it just... it. It go. It's upsetting sometimes, you know. It's upsetting to see things, you know. Just another one. Jeff Bezos says that work-life balance is a debilitating phrase. He wants Amazon workers to view their career and lives as a circle, and that's because he wants you to be working all the time. He doesn't want you thinking about a work-life balance. That you know, he wants you to be working all the time. If you can put in 15-hour days for Jeff Bezos, then you know what? Who cares about your work-life balance? Because you're getting money out of it, right? But we need that. You know? Some will tell you. Many different philosophies out there. You know? 
these times are tough, you know. These times are tough. They're getting tougher. It gets a little scary when you start getting older. Because we live in an ageism type society where you get to a certain age and you're not really viewed the same as younger counterparts, as younger colleagues, you know? And it's, it's a little scary, you know? But what can I do? I just have to rely on God, rely on Jesus to get me through my days, to be there to support me. And I, in return, have to continue to love Him like I do. Pray to Him. And, and, know, and, and I know He'll always be there. But that's not to say that I won't have hardships. That hard things won't affect me. You know? Um, living in the United States with COVID and everything that's taken place over the last year, it's it's getting somewhat better, but it, it's it it could potentially turn for the worst again, right? You know, do I believe that there's people out there looking to take advantage of our situation? Absolutely. I believe that when, if we have another pandemic or uh, another variant of COVID, which will hit, which I, it's already hit with the deviant strain, it, it's going to make things a lot worse. You know? But anyways, I digress. Let me go into my next song here. And hopefully you guys have heard of this one. I don't know if I've played this before. Um, I think I have. But you know, let's play this one. I'll play a brand new one for you guys. I think you'll like it.
That's Tesla. I actually played another Tesla song before for you. I like that group. But anyways. <sighs> so there's been some recent changes in my my life recently and it's it's I'm really down in a way right now. So wife and daughter are away right now visiting family in El Salvador, my wife's family for about 2 weeks. And I'm here by myself. And um, it's hard because I, I haven't, they haven't been out of my sight or presence ever, you know. This is the first time. And uh, I didn't go with them um, just because I have work and different things, you know. Um, I think I, I will need to take a vacation at the end of this year. I'm getting pretty burnt. I feel like, you know, and I'll use this phrase because I, I remember it from um, um, uh, Lord of the Rings when um, Frodo Baggins was talking about how he was feeling. And I feel kind of like burnt toast in a sense. Just, you just scrape, you know, you scrape off the, the black part and you just feel like you feel really burnt. And part of that is because I'm stressed in the sense of I have a lot of projects I've been trying to learn a lot over this last year um, it's stressful with projects in general you know and I'm very sad I'm very sad because, you know, I'm here in the apartment and many, many of you out there who's ever had your family leave you for a few weeks or a month or whatever, um, know that, you know, some would say, yeah, just go out and have fun. Go do what you want to do. I'm not like that. You know, I'm here at the apartment. I'm writing. I'm watching television. I'm, I'm not overeating. I'm still doing my exercise. Um cleaning the house, making sure when they come back the house will be clean um, and look better than when they left it. Making sure the car is clean. Damn air conditioner is not working. So I'm sweating in that like a beast. And it's been hot as hell, although I can't complain because other places are much hotter like in Texas or Nevada where it's right now it's like 93 you know, but it's still hot for us. It's, I don't know when it's going to get hotter. Usually in my neck of the woods here, it probably gets, can get up to around 110. Right? So luckily I have, luckily I have AC. But my wife, on the other hand, and daughter are in El Salvador. It's about 85 degrees, but it's like 80% humidity. And it's raining. So it's very hot. They don't have air conditioning there. It's an older house. You know, most people don't or can't afford it. You know, I think they have like a tin roof. So the heat, you know, heats that tin roof up during the day and it, it just probably cooks them. 
basically. Um, and it's just very different. You know? I, I hope one of the reasons I wanted my daughter to go is to spend time with her, her aunts, her cousins, grandma. But I also wanted her to see, in a way, how good she has it here and compares it to there. And I'm not saying it's bad over there. People live differently. Things we take for granted. Now, I lived similarly here when I lived in my father's house because we didn't have a AC there. The house was burning up during the summer and very cold during the winters and fall because they didn't have, you know, you know, any kind of anything to make the house stay cool. We did our best. We used fans. But still, it was burning hot. We used to sweat in that house. You know, our bodies would peel off the, the sofa and you just feel the, the heat radiating, radiating off of you, right? Here, at least in the apartment, I have AC, which don't get me wrong, it's still expensive, right? Still expensive, but still. Um... My days are filled with doing my exercise. You know, I don't really cook, so I just go out and buy things, which I try to eat healthier when I buy things. Nothing that's going to be too high in fat. I'm pretty stuck on, pretty traditional with what I eat, you know, chicken, things like that. Today I ate steak. Um, yesterday I ate like a half of a Cuban sandwich, the other half I ate today. Try not to eat too much bread, because um, I, I, you know, I, it's pissing me off that I've plateaued on my weight loss and my weight's maintaining, but I'm not eating, overeating. I'm not overindulging in calories more than I should, because I keep my calorie intake to about 1,500 daily. Plus exercise. And some may say, well, Joseph, you know, weight loss is, you know, sometimes you lose inches than you do for pounds. And I, and I believe that, you know. But um, still, I want to lose weight. I don't want to plateau. But anyways... They'll be back on the 14th of July. I think my daughter starts school third grade in August 10th or somewhere around there. Pretty scary. Pretty scary. The summer just, before you know it, it's here and gone. And before you know it, Christmas will be here and holidays and the year will be over. Time flies. Time really flies. I know I'm quiet because, you know, before I used to be alone a lot, before I had my family, my wife and daughter, I would sit in my room 
when I lived with my father, watch TV, I'd have my daily routine, and this was many years ago, prior to meeting my wife. This was like 2006, five, many years ago, 15 years ago. Wow, it seems like a blink of an eye that 15 years just flew by, right? But I would sit in my room, watch TV, watch my movies, eat my food. Everything would be done in my room, right? It was a very depressing time because I felt like my dad's house had a major, just a presence there. Just something, not a good spirit. Not a good spirit. And um, it messed with my mind. It affected me. And I, I don't like being alone all the time, although, you know, I do get things done, like my writing, and I can focus, and, but that doesn't take away the fact that I want, I love my family, and I love seeing them, even though my wife thinks I, I, they bother me, but they don't. So much time to a man to think is, uh, I don't know, can be harmful. Especially for someone in my state where I, I've gone through depression in the past, and where being alone is not always a good thing for me. On a on a lighter note, yeah, you know, I'm trying to finish up my the last of editing of my book. Um, then I have to go back again. You know, I, I the the ending to the, my book has changed again, it, but that's a good thing. Um, because previously, in the draft I'm working on now, which is, I think it's draft two. Month or draft. I added, created chapters, created sections, parts, kind of divided it up a little bit better so that when I go back and re edit again, it'll be a little bit better to navigate by chapters and parts. And then eventually, there's just, I've been chopping it down. So originally, I was from the draft I'm working off of, of editing. I was at 471 pages. And now, and I believe it's coming to the end very soon. I'm at 366 pages. So about 100 pages. So if you think about it, you're supposed to really cut about 10%. So if you think about that. 470, let's see. I'm doing the math here. Forty-seven pages. So I've actually cut about twenty percent. So that's pretty good. Um I know there's a lot of a little bit of extra fat in in the, the third draft, which I'm gonna go through and trim away. But um, it's getting better. And, um, you know, the story, I'm trying to make the story not come off as very cliche, you know. But it's hard because a lot of um, things that, you know, I, I read or write about or listen to or watch, um, 
and, and when I do write, a lot of those influences come into my writing, which I know it's not typical. It's pretty typical of any writer. We take a lot of different influences from different areas and we use them. I just don't want to make my book be like a movie you just saw on, on uh, you know, the theater or something. I want it to be unique like any writer does, right? But anyways, let me play this last song. And um, I think I played this before, but this is kind of how I'm feeling right now a little bit. That's Macy Star, right? So, you know, it fade into you. It's just, um, and I know I've played this before. I just like the song, you know. Lately, I've been watching movies. I got HBO Max. Been watching all the uh, Annabelle movies. Things are freaky, man, with that doll. Um, for many of you who, who listen to me regularly, you know that I, I have an interest in the paranormal. You know, spiritualism, the occult, different things of that nature. Because I find it interesting because of the histories involved. And especially, and, and I know it's a movie, but it's also our job to kind of compare the movie to the real life history. Now, Annabelle, in general, if many of you don't know this, was actually, it, it was based off a real story of course but the doll is actually a raggedy ann doll and um and i believe there is a there it does deal with a real girl who passed or died at age seven and the doll the spirit of that girl possessed that doll the doll still exists today the real raggedy ann um Seen the doll on um, when uh, Ghost Adventures, you know. 
And it's a real doll. And I believe the doll is something that, that does have powers, that has the ability to do things, right? You know, it's not just like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's what you believe, right? If you believe the doll is going to do things, well, it's going to do things, right? You know, we live in a, a world um, of good and evil. We live in a world, a spiritual world, where, you know, people are unable to see what really goes on, the wars that are being fought in heavens and earth. They're invisible to many, to most, or anybody, really. If you see them, you let me know. I want to know what you see, right? But, um, but they exist, right? And just just watching films, I was even watching the show Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm watching it because I, I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's a good show. It's really quite graphic. You know, it's based off the books. What what author wouldn't feel proud of HBO or somebody else creating a series and making you incredibly wealthy? But the writing's there. You know, I'll, I'm not going to take away that. He's a talented writer and author, right? Fantasy. Anybody can hope that your stories are put into movies or a TV show. Right. But, you know, just trying to not let the wheels turn too much in my head. Just trying to relax. Have work on Tuesday. Get off tomorrow. And other than that, just try to be okay. Try to be okay. The best of my ability. Well, everybody, today I just wanted to take this time to wish everybody a happy Independence Day, 4th of July. If your locality or wherever you live allows fireworks, be safe. Please be safe. Fireworks are dangerous. They're not for kids. I know probably tomorrow I'm going to hear about some poor kid who got his arm blown off or got caught on fire because they messed around with fireworks. Or they put th three or four fireworks together just to see the result. And let, let's be honest, folks. Th this is, these are explosives. All right. These are explosives. These are not toys. In the city that I live in, they, fireworks are illegal. So they don't let you have fireworks. Although people pop them off and stuff, they shouldn't because we live in a very, um, we live, live in near the foothills and there's just a lot of dry, dry areas which could catch fire, right? If you're in a suburb area, suburban area, you know, um, and I always get those terms mixed up. Let's, so, so let me, I know this is kind of silly, but suburban definition. Suburban Yeah, I think it's Suburbs, right? And there's urban I think I've heard urban definition 
I guess urban. Could be a town or city. I mean, I guess you could both use them. But anyways, I'm not trying to be grammatically correct here. But, um, but when I lived in Los Angeles, obviously there's no trees around or anything to really catch fire. It's just in a neighborhood, right? So people popped them off and people do cherry bombs and whatever they wanted to their heart's content, right? So, but anyways, be safe out there, folks. You know, if you're going to do fireworks, don't stay out late. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a lift. A lot of drunk driving going on out there. People drinking too much under the influence. Today is one of those days. People are having their barbecues. People want to feel the need to drink. You know, people need to have the feel the need to go driving. Be safe. Once again, thank you so much for being here with me. On this 4th of July, thank you for spending your time with me. Thank you for, for allowing me to to keep my sanity with all of you. I'm thankful for all of you out there. I appreciate everything, every one of you out there. And thankful that you spend your time listening to me babble, right? Take care of yourselves, folks. God bless all of you. Be safe. Wear a mask to protect yourself unless you don't need to. You're fully vaccinated. Good for you. Thank you for all that you do. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for being with Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Until another episode, take care, everybody. Seeing for